Welcome to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network and this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. It's the final show for the 2017 football season, and coming up on the program, we'll update you on the very latest involving new A&M football coach Jimbo Fisher's quest to fill out his coaching staff while also hammering the recruiting trail in advance of the new early signing period which begins on December the 20th. That's Wednesday of next week. We'll also preview A&M's Belk Bowl matchup against Wake Forest December the 29th in Charlotte, and we'll run down the entire schedule of the bowl games and playoff matchups involving SEC teams. We'll be joined during the hour by Tex-Ags columnist and Heisman voter Olin Buchanan, former Bryant-era quarterback and longtime SEC offensive coordinator at Mississippi State and Tennessee, Jimmy Wright, and Tex-Ags co-owner and insider Billy Lucci. All that coming your way over the next hour on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Ow, ow. Yep, you guessed it. I'm a speed bump, so I've got one job. I slow you down. So imagine how I feel about Geico, who does way more. Like, not only could they save you money on car insurance, but they've been around for over 75 years, giving people fast and friendly claim service. Ow, ow. Plus, they got a nifty mobile app that gives you 24-7 access. Ow, ow. Just doing my job, buddy. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. I'm Grant Langston, the new CEO of eHarmony. If you're online dating and looking for love, you're probably tired of the lazy text messages, dead-end conversations, and matches that never turn into dates. If that's you, it's time to try eHarmony. Dating apps of one kind or another have been around a long time, but at the end of the day, they're just virtual bars where no one ever buys you a drink. EHarmony's different. We're built to help you have a better relationship, and we do that with 17 years of research and experience. EHarmony's gotten really good at bringing compatible people together, people that want the same things you do and are ready for a real relationship. Hey, it can be fun to play around with online dating apps, but when you're ready to fall in love with someone and have a meaningful relationship, there's one app that's built to bring you real love, EHarmony. Go to eHarmony.com today and get a month free when you buy a three-month plan. Use code DATE. eHarmony.com. Use code DATE. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today, and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. Hi, Gabe Bach here from Texags Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to Texags.com, what are you waiting for? Texags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or insight on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like Texags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's Texags.com. Welcome back. Gabe Bach with you. It's the Tex-Ags Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Jimbo Fisher has added offensive coordinator Daryl Dickey and tight ends coach and recruiting ace Tim Brewster to his staff. And let's get into that in studio with our columnist Olin Buchanan. 
OB, give me your thoughts on Daryl Dickey as A&M's offensive coordinator. You know, coordinator. I remember him being the head coach at North Texas. Yeah, um, did a good job. And did it, yeah, it uh, seemed like they ran the ball really well. I got uh, the numbers on that. Okay. You want to hear them? Yeah. In 2001 to 2004, he won the Sun Belt four straight years. Yeah, I remember That's that. hard to do at North Texas. And then they, did they fire him? They because fired they him never six. Could, because they never could, like, get to this next level. And then they got to the next level. It's just the level, the next level right. down. Well, I think it was enticing. I believe the guy who replaced him was uh, Todd Dodge, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And so the – the the enticing element of bringing in the super stud South Lake Carroll High School quarterback and his son probably is what forced Daryl Dickey out. Maybe. A lot of people had high regard for him. In fact, one donor didn't want to put his own name on a, a facility over there, a football put facility. Put Daryl Dickey's name yeah. on it. Yeah, he put Daryl Dickey's yeah. name on it. He thought he was worthy of that. So Patrick Copps, his junior year in 2003, he led the nation in yards per game, 152.7. 1,570 total yards. I think he missed a game in there, I think too. he might be from John Tyler High School. He's an East Texas guy. Yeah. 17 touchdowns. 1,570 yards and 17 touchdowns. The next year, Cobbs gets hurt. Two, three games in, takes a medical red shirt. Dunbar? Is he This named? freshman named Jamario Thomas. Jamario Thomas. Jamario Thomas, as a true freshman, comes in there. He's also East Texas. East Texas, I was going to say. Spring Hill, man. Spring Hill. Exactly right. Spring Hill Panthers, our arch rival. How about that? You know your East Texas stuff, man. Beast from the East. Uh, Comes in as a true freshman and gets – and he comes in – he's clearly the backup the first couple of games. Cobbs is just not himself. He ends up getting hurt. And he runs for 1,801 yards. At the time, the third ever freshman, true freshman, to run for over 1,800 yards. 17 touchdowns. That was Daryl Dickey's group when he was a head coach. Hey, look at what they've done at Memphis, and it's been off the charts. Yeah. And it wasn't just Fuente Lynch because he was the holdover. He became the offensive. He was the co-OC, running backs coach. Then Mike Norvell comes in. He's the OC. There, uh, Riley Ferguson was 11th in passing yards last year and third in passing yards this year. They were fourth in total offense this year in the country at Memphis. He was the offensive coordinator, running backs coach. They were second scoring offense, 31st in rushing, and eighth in passing. They even scored in the fourth quarter against UCLA. How about that? Did they really? <laughs> it was like 48-45. <laughs> they didn't score all their points against UCLA in the first half. I'm interested in this. He's brought a nice, uh, a pretty amazing passing attack into Texas A&M here from Memphis. It's done it with two different head coaches and two different quarterbacks. And then you add that in as a staff guy to the play caller that is head coach Jimbo Fisher. I'm excited about that. Well, Veteran again, coach. Um, I know the Dickey name is is very synonymous with coaching. I think yep. his dad might have been a coach in Texas somewhere. And I know that they have some – I don't know if it's his dad or somebody, maybe another relative that coached at uh, Kansas State. Yeah, he played at K-State. Okay. I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he played for his dad or his yeah. uncle. Lynn Dickey, a former Packers quarterback, maybe a cousin or something. I don't know. But that's mm-hmm. a – that's a the, the Dickey name is very synonymous with Kansas State. Who did Snyder replace? Dickey? Uh, maybe so. All know. right. So in 1982, now Snyder didn't get there till 89. In 82, Dickey's the quarterback. He leads the Wildcats to their very first bowl game ever. That's 87 year, year history. That might have been the year after they uh, took a year and redshirted the entire senior class. So they'd come well, that would have been the first year redshirts yeah. were eligible. So yeah, 82 was the first year. So then they came back and finally went to a bowl game. Yeah, I How remember about that. that. It was the Independence Bowl in 1982. He left K-State, ranking second in pass completions, yards, and touchdown passes, and total offense. So he's the only player in K-State history to lead the school in passing yards and total offense for four consecutive years. He's going to be working with the quarterbacks, along with Jimbo, obviously. Yeah, along with Jimbo. Look, uh, uh, I don't know a whole lot about him other than, you know, the things we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. it comes back to the same old thing. Do you trust your coaches? And I feel like, you know, Jimbo Fisher is going to find guys that, number one, he believes in, and number two, he feels like he can work with or vice versa, you know. So, yes. Um, and when you look at the credentials, uh, I think you feel you, you got to feel pretty good about it. All right. So, looks like Price is probably staying. Looks like Jimmy Turner's probably staying. Don't know much yet about Jeff Banks, though it won't be likely to coach tight ends because yesterday your old buddy – Bobby Burton tweets on his Texas site that, and he knows Jan, uh, Tim Brewster, apparently they're buddies, so that uh, 
Tim Brewster's headed to Aggieland. Lucci says at yesterday at night it wasn't 100% done, but it's getting close. Then Tim tweets this morning that it is now done, and then Billy follows it up and says he's heard as of this morning that it is official. Tim Brewster is coming to Texas A&M, probably will be here today and recruiting today. So what do you think about that? What do you know about uh, Tim Brewster? Um, now I don't want to misrepresent it and act like he and I are you know, fast friends and everything. Mm-hmm. We know each other. You go uh, out for drinks much? Or? No, not okay. like that. But like uh, when he was the head coach at Minnesota and I was covering the Big Ten media days, you know, he's, hey, Olin, that kind yeah, of thing. because you were at the Statesman when he was right, in Texas. When he was recruiting mm-hmm. Vince Young. Um, he probably read a whole lot about your high school stuff because you were a high school reporter when he was recruiting all these high school kids, 98 to 01. Well, some of it I was actually uh, also covering Texas. Oh, that's true. And that's some true. of that. And then, but uh, anyway, uh, genuinely nice guy, uh, very competitive. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so, so he's a guy that's, you know, p- people, you know, think of somebody you know that everybody likes. And that's the kind of guy Tim, Tim Brewster is. <laughs> and then think of a guy that's, that can turn it off and be very, you know, bulldog competitive. And that's yeah. who Tim Brewster yeah. is. Thank you, Olin. We'll take a timeout. Jimmy Wright, former quarterback in the mid-50s at Texas A&M who continues to get better and better with age. Guy's got a bright, bright football mind. Longtime coach, Jimmy Wright. With us next, we'll get into the excitement of week one of the Jimbo era and look ahead to the matchup against Wake Forest in the Belk Bowl December the 29th in Charlotte. Next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. It is the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and we're joined in studio by former Bryant-era quarterback, that would be Paul Bear Bryant, and longtime coach Jimmy Wright with me in studio. It's been a wild couple of weeks here, turn of events. This has been been one of the more hectic football weekends or conclusion of seasons for the Power Five and all your mid-majors because of the coaching changes. Right. And I haven't counted up how many, but I'm going to say this close to 10 or 11 of people changing jobs. Yeah, and around here, it's been a wild twist, a lot of twists and turns this season because we've been on here and we, the excitement going into the Rose Bowl and then the most historic collapse ever and then the rebound off of that and doing it with a lot of youth and then kind of coming back to earth and then reality setting in that a change was coming. And then, oh, my goodness, can they actually pull a championship-level coach? And then they were able to do it. And now we've seen the fruit of, of that over the last week or so, especially if you listen to the show or you follow it at all, that we'd be that on Twitter or on our website, just how hard this man is working since he landed and touched down in Aggieland last Sunday. He has been working extremely hard. Uh, The word that I use for this season, for 2017, and it all started with us losing two games in 2015 at the end, three games in 2016, where you could have been 9-3 and or you could have been 10-2. and You could have won a bowl game, and none of this – I call it distractions, Gabe, distractions of the future of a head coach that was going on and on and on throughout the season. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm amazed that we even won eight games with the distractions. Distractions combined with youth, too. So now you're talking about youth players that aren't experienced. Distractions will really affect 18, 19-year-old people. Yep, and there are a lot of 18- and 19-year-olds on the field right now. And uh, uh, it was – I'm just amazed that sometimes the way we play that we did win uh, eight and four season or eight and five or seven and five because this has been a season of tremendous distractions – and it hasn't been just one week. It's been all spring, uh, spring practice. It's been in the summer. It's been all fall. And the UCLA game certainly didn't help anything, see, with the meltdown. You coached a long time. You've been a part of great success where you knew you had stability, probably some rocky times too where you wondered where you'd coach. I think you're unique to be able to speak to 
what these guys are doing across the street right now because they a lot of them their job has already been replaced. Let's take a Clarence McKinney for example. Well, A and M's hired a running backs yeah. coach. Let's take a Moorhead. Well, A and M's hired a receivers coach. You take a you know Mazzoni and Chavis. People are trying to get new jobs, but a lot of them contractually as assistants need have to coach the bowl game first in order to get the full minute of their payment. I'm not sure who's leaving before the game and who's sticking around, but I hadn't heard much chatter about coaches leaving. How difficult is that? You're sitting there, you're trying to figure out what your next move is. You're for, trying to figure out you how you're going to survive. Right. You're trying to figure out where you're going to be getting your next job, where you want to try to go. You're, you're using all your contacts. You also are a competitor. Yeah. You do not want to go play Wake Forest and really look sorry. Mm-hmm. You really don't. Right. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help the school. You want you want the team to be ready. You want the players to be focused. But it is a distraction, Gabe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's about as nice a word <laughs> as I can find. How difficult is that to be- put all your thinking, effort into preparing and game plan? See, you're not just preparing a game plan. You're preparing a game plan. You're also looking for a job. Yeah. You're also calling people. You're also saying, okay, I'm going to call Gabe Bach, a recruit here at A&M, to keep him here. You're doing four or five different things all in 30 days, see. Yeah, and it, it may be easier for the coach whose job has already been replaced and he knows he's gone versus the coach who still might be in limbo, like a Jeff Banks. Or like a David you know. Turner. Uh, he's, yeah. Uh, they haven't – I haven't seen anything about a defensive line coach, or right. like I've heard rumors about Terry Price and Jeff Banks, you know, and uh, Jim Turner, interesting. And, and, and well, I haven't heard anything about Jim Turner, but that I don't really go by rumors. I wait until I get something official. Well, officials, Billy, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, you can take that to the bank. Yeah, he's posting solid, solid things about Jim Turner and the conversations he's having with. Um, with, with Coach Fisher. With Coach Fisher. Well, yeah. uh, they, they align in terms of what their philosophies yeah. are as a pro-style offensive line. And coach. see, once you start talking to, to a coach and you define – and believe me, Coach Fisher will define their job description down to a detail. He's going to be a detail like Coach Bryant. Yes. He's going to be tough like Vince Lombardi. You'll know who the boss is. You're going to know who the boss is. <laughs> you don't have to put B-O-S-S on his door now, right. let me tell you now. Right, exactly. And, and that's why it's going to be a tremendous change out on that practice field and on the game field at Kyle Field. But, yes, it is a hectic time. It's a time that, the, that you have to remember one thing is that it's not the end of the world that you did not succeed in your goals to win a championship at A&M. Life will go on. But it is really hard because these coaches are very competitive. It's win at all costs. They know that, Gabe. They know it's nothing but about W. It doesn't mean they're bad guys. It's strictly you can be, you can give, be the best speaker. You can go to the church. You can be. You can take your team to church every Sunday like we did. You go one in ten, they're gonna fire your rear end. Oh yeah. See, I bring up Mike Sherman. Hard yeah. to get a better guy, a nicer right. guy than Mike Sherman. It, it he got fired. Get, you know why? It all they gets lost. back to winning and losing, and it always gets back. It always does. Your scheme does not fit your conference you're in, and the players you recruit do not run your scheme good enough. Mm-hmm. It's always. Like Don Watson always says, he says, Jimmy, when I coached, I didn't run. I did not carry the ball one time when I was coaching. I put the players in better position to succeed. If they don't make the plays, then we're not going to win the game. We'll have more with Jimmy Wright next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter and Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter and Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter and Company can do for you. 
Loans are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. I was making great progress on building my savings, but then I get hit with an unexpected car repair bill. Keeping a close eye on my credit score allowed me to buy my first house, but an unexpected medical emergency set me back. When the unexpected happened, Avant was there to help. If you need to borrow $2,000 to $35,000, try Avant. It's fast, simple, and transparent. Everything is done online. There are no prepayment fees and no collateral is required. And you can instantly check your rate with no impact to your credit score. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. And now, Avant will give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your rates and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 5252 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 5252. Go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 5252. This holiday season, make the smart choice and switch to Sprint and get a new Samsung Galaxy S8, S8 Plus, Note 8, or S8 Active with 50% off your lease. That's right, the hottest Samsung devices, 50% off. Plus, with Galaxy Forever, you can upgrade to the latest Galaxy anytime after 12 lease payments. And when you switch to Sprint, you get the best price for Unlimited. $25 per month per line for a family of four, plus get a fifth line free. That's 50% off Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. You also get 10 gigabytes of mobile hotspot in HD, so you can stream your favorite holiday movies, music, and games. So stop by your local Sprint store, Sprint.com slash Holiday Deals, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 to learn more. Requires 18-month lease and new line savings via monthly credit applied within two bills. Early termination results on remaining balance due after one thirty one nineteen. Pay $38 a line per month with auto pay. Excludes taxes, surcharges, and roaming. Compared to Verizon Beyond Unlimited rates, AT&T Unlimited Plus Plan and T-Mobile One Plus Plan for five lines. Carrier features differ. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Marina White Report, which can be heard throughout the fall right here on this station and thanks to the CRM Sports Network. Back in studio with Jimmy Wright. Jimmy, give me your Belk Bowl thoughts and what have you been able to gather about this Wake Forest team A&M will be playing? Well, I started watching Wake Forest, like I told you earlier, because when I was at Tennessee, we played them back in the in the other era of, of – uh, what you call olden days back when I was coaching. And uh, they were a smaller school. And so I was curious to watch them. And I got to see them against uh, – oh, it was about three out of five Saturdays I watched them. Uh, and they are a good football team. They're not a great team. Mm-hmm. But they have, a, they have a very good sound defense. They have a quarterback that is a very good passer, mm-hmm. a decent, very good runner. John Wolford, yeah, he is. He's now, a dual he, threat he's, guy. He, when I say he's very good, in other words, he's not elite as a passer, but he's above average, and he's a quarterback that can maneuver and scramble and evade, uh, get out of the pocket, uh, and and make people miss tackles, looking downfield, throw completions. They have a very good offensive football team. Now, what surprised me is they could play defense. But then again, the games I saw was Boston College, Syracuse, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. And three of three those, of those don't teams play. don't yeah. play defense. Right. <laughs> See, so, Virginia Tech plays So defense. you have to kind of figure out, well, just how good are they? Now, the, the Las Vegas has got them favored by minus two and a half now in this game. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm picking – now, you know we got 39 bowls, so that's 78 teams. Too we many. got We got 44 teams in the Power Five playing in the 78 – with the 78 teams. So that's 34 teams from the US, Conference USA, American Athletic, Mountain West, uh, WAC, and your mid-majors, mm-hmm. 34 teams. Of the Power Five, the top team – that's got teams in the bowl, 11 with ACC, 9 with SEC, 8 with Big 12, Pac-12, and Big 10. That's 44. And of the nine teams I've picked, that we got nine teams in the bowl, I think our record will be 5-4. and four. You've already gone that far with it. Yep. Outstanding. I think it'll be 5-4. and four. You picking A&M? 
Picking A&M. All right. Picking A&M to beat Wake Forest. Slight Vegas upset. I'm picking there. Alabama to beat Clemson. Picking Oklahoma to beat uh, Georgia. And I'm picking Oklahoma to beat Alabama. Really? That's right. Oklahoma will win the national championship. That's what I'm picking. And, and Man. here's another one of the five teams so everybody will understand how important it is for being a competitor and winning six games. We got five teams that did not make six and six. Of the five teams, we fired coaches at Tennessee, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and uh, Florida, and the only one that did not win six was Dick, uh, Derek Mason at Vandy, but he survived. So four out of five got their rear end runoff. Right, see. and a caveat would be Ole Miss so retained their say, interim coach. See, they when people say, interim. okay, going to a bowl game is not important or winning the SEC West or winning the Big Ten championship, no, those are important, Gabe. Because mm-hmm. today it is not like it was when – J.T. King was head coach, or Phil Cutchin, or Jim Owens, or Coach Bryant, where you stay for 12, 15, 18 years. You ain't winning in five. You're G-O-N-E. That spell's gone. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, You look at Dabo Sweeney, a lot of times nowadays, coaches don't get as long as it took Dabo to really get it rolling. See, he he just are impatient. That that athletic director stuck out, put him in there. It took him five years to get a program going. Radakovich. Yeah, he's a great AD. I mean, it took took Dabo five years Mm -hmm. to change everything and started getting better football players, better talent. And it's the same old thing. The four F's, he found players, found players that at the key position that would make plays on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, as you mentioned, Wake Forest is 7-5. and five. That's not a great year by any stretch. No, no. But they were this close to having a really good year. They lost yeah. to Notre Dame when they were number three in the country right. by single digits. Lost to Duke in the last game of the regular season by eight, single digit. They lost to Florida State by eight or nine, single digits. They hung with Clemson until the bitter end. and lost right. by 14. Mm-hmm. It was closer than yeah. the score. This team is very competitive. You mentioned Wolford. Let me give you some numbers on him. Now, he's, they're not asking him to heave it deep. That's play right. the deep game. But he's a 64% passer, mm-hmm. which is what you're looking for, yeah. Jimmy. He's almost 2,800 yards. Uh, three to one touchdown to interception ratio. So, he doesn't give it back to you much. 25 touchdowns, six picks. And then he's run for 615 yards after sacks and 10 touchdowns. He's not fast. He's going to look like Trace McSorley or a skinnier Johnny or skinnier He's going to look like the K-State quarterback last year. Yeah. In terms of build, he's going to look like a McSorley or a skinnier Baker. He's he's not a tall guy by any stretch. He's not overly fast, but he's very effective in the run game. He's not a runner like the kid at K-State. Right. He's he's above average – He's close to average or above average passer. He's the type of kid that can maneuver in the pocket. Yep. He can sprint out, but it's not a sprint out to throw, to look, and he's not open run. He sprints out, gearing it down and looking for to throw the pass. Yeah, looking See? for a hole in the zone, whatever. And these are the kind of quarterbacks, frankly, that have given Chief fits since his time at A&M. Uh, all these quarterbacks that are dual threat – in other words, that can extend the play and keep it going and then make the completion. Mm-hmm. And extend that play means he's out there and he's maneuvering around. He's not trying to run like Johnny Manziel did not at all or Lamar Jackson. He's extend the play and then bingo, he hits that pass mm-hmm. and now it's first down again, see. All right, so as we conclude our time, a couple of things I'm looking forward to seeing is a renewed – energy and rejuvenation yes. with Jeff Banks at the top because you know right. he's going to bring a ton of energy. He's going to be interim coach, interim head coach. And I expect the players to do the same. And I'm looking especially forward to seeing what's almost certainly going to be Christian Kirk's last game and Armani really, Watts as a senior. I, I really wish too. that he'd come back, but that's my own opinion. It's all of our opinion yeah. on what he could do in a Jimbo offense. Oh, yeah. But I just don't see it happening. Uh, I don't either. And uh, uh, I'm just, I, I know this. The team will be energized. The team will, I think, give great effort. It's going to be a high-scoring game. 
against Wake Forest. I would not be surprised if it wouldn't, didn't go into overtime and we beat them 50 to 43 or 45 to 40 or something like that. But yep. it's going to be an exciting game, and I think the team will really show up and play hard. Our thanks to Jimmy Wright. We'll get the latest from the source, Billy Lucci, Tex Ags insider and co owner, with us next. Tex Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network and joining us now to get the very latest involving Jimbo Fisher's effort to finish off his coaching staff hires and a little bit more with Billy Lucci joining us here on the phone lines. So Daryl Dickey, OC, what do you think of that, Billy? Interesting hire that I know, you know, when it happened, you know, same thing with Coley. You don't hear a lot about him. I've heard of Daryl Dickey because, you know, he's been around for so long. And I didn't even realize that GA and A&M. Um, but it was just, you know, I'd heard about him for years and years. And uh, that the Dickey name, anyway, in coaching, too. But when you start to look at the hire, I was like, okay, yeah, that, that's actually a big-time deal right there. You, you got him from Memphis where their offense was incredible last season um, and, and has been pretty damn phenomenal the last couple of years. And he's a guy, you know, this is still Jimbo's offense. Mm-hmm. So they weren't going out to go hire a $2 million coordinator. They are going to hire a guy that, that can fit in with the coaching staff, that knows Texas, that brings maybe another recruiting area to him. And I, I had read where you know, Memphis kept him because he was such a good recruiter in the Memphis area. Um, so nice. again, there's another area that could open up to AM a little bit. Um, and I just, you know, when you look at what he did with that offense, what he's done with QBs combined with what Fisher's done with QBs and offensively, I think it's a perfect fit. And, and then what happened was I get phone calls from two power, or one power five, another longtime DC call me and tell me what a, what a great hire that was for A&M. And what a great guy he is, and what a great offensive mind he is. And then, you know, I get a, a third person calls me that is close with a power five D coordinator and said the same thing. So, you know, and then, and then we, you know, Bronny goes down and finds out from, you know, that Grant Gannell and Grant's dad are like huge fans of him. You know, uh, Roddy Blumrick, Connor's dad, hosts on the message boards, you know, of how much, how highly Connor thought of him. And remember, that was the trip he, he had been on right before A&M offered. Oh, that's right. You know, for, he would have ended up at Ole Miss or Memphis, and probably Memphis, had it not been for A&M offering. So, oh, yeah, he looks a lot I like mean, Paxton you, Lynch. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You just hear a lot of really – I mean, who who, look, who looks more like Paxton Lynch, Blumrick or, or – uh, <laughs> Blumrick or uh, – Gosh, he's the other guy that I saw the other. Somebody posted about somebody that looked just like Paxton Lynch. But no, Nick the Starkle Iowa State looks like him for that. Nick Starkle looks like him for that matter mm-hmm. from build standpoint. So he's gonna mm-hmm. have a lot of Paxton Lynches right uh, to work with. And Kellen Mond's pretty tall and skinny too. So those guys. Um, no, but I, I think it was a hell of a hire. And the more I heard about it from people that knew football a lot more than than you or I do, I was like, okay. this uh, see where this one you know i see why he did this and yeah. again i mean he went after coley coley had essentially taken the job you know and then left and reconsidered and i think they came out just fine there yeah uh by the way there about, two you know, G- coley was known as such a good recruiter you know he was known as a recruiter he's coaching wide receivers at georgia not coordinating the offense or anything like that right. but but i think the staff so strong in recruiting anyway and and i think dickie will be a surprising recruiter when you when you uh go back and when you go back and and hear all the things i'm hearing about his personality and you hear the ganelles and blumricks and what they think of it sounds like you give that guy a platform like texas a&m you give him a place to draw to like this with location and everything it has to offer and playing for jimbo fisher 
I think he's going to be a, a hell of a recruiter, particularly at the quarterback position. There were two GAs in that on that 1985 team. The offensive GA was Daryl Dickey. The defensive GA was Charlie Strong. Jackie did a pretty good job there. Uh, Tim That's Brewster, wild. now officially the tight ends coach at Texas A&M. What do you think? Love it. Yep. Love it. I mean, that was one. You know, I, I honestly, you didn't know that that was going to happen. I mean, Brewster, it started out where he had options, and then, you know, and, and I think A and M. Well, here's what happens, and everybody gets carried away, and, and they're they were way premature with Terry Price, and, you know, Banks, and everybody because these guys, there's got to be time for the head coach to kind of feel out the staff. He he had no one hired when he got here from A and M. And I said from the get-go, I thought he would bring two or three from Florida State, and he'd keep a couple at A&M. And I think he's going to – I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, but he came in – yeah, you could hear about Price, you could hear about Banks, you could hear about Turner, you could hear about Clarence McCain, you could hear about whoever, right? And But until you come and get there, and when he's riding around recruiting, doing all that stuff, that that's when – that's when he starts getting to know these guys, and he can go, man, I, I really want to keep this guy on staff, or, man, I have questions about this guy, or I like him, but he's not quite what we need. You know, that that's when all that stuff is kind of happening. It's not in a quick sit-down interview. Um, but in the case of Rooster, I think, you know, he wanted to see what was here. And uh, you know, I, I just think, I think Jeff Banks is outstanding, terrific. Um I mean, Banks, the reality of it is Banks is going to have a lot of options. And, you know, Brewster is a known commodity, and and he's a known outstanding commodity, not only as a recruiter nationally, but in, in the state of Texas. So I think that's mm-hmm. a huge boost for Jimbo and his staff to go and get that. Now, and here's the other thing, with a 10th assistant, you know, if Jeff Banks woke up one day and said, you know what, I want to stay, you know, I, I, I think you can make that stuff work as well. As just a I special mean, teams coach, right? Now. Yeah, you can do that. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying they will, but I'm just saying, like, that doesn't, you know, I, somebody asked me, and I said, hey, I don't think, you know, it, the odds of that happen, I don't think they'll both be, but I just think, I think Banks is going to have a lot of options. But if, if, if he decides one of those options is, damn, I really want to stay in Aggieland, I would, I would absolutely not rule out that possibility. Although I think, you know, with a 10th assistant, are you going to go five offense, five defense? I think that remains to be, that remains to be seen. I think that's probably the most, the most likely scenario, though. But I don't think it has to be that way. This is what I'm saying. Always appreciate Billy Lucci for an update. We'll run down the full list quickly of the bowl games and the playoff matchups involving SEC teams when we come back. It's the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, final segment of the 2017 season, next on the CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. 
Hi, Gabe Bach here from TechSags Radio. And if you're not currently a premium or varsity level subscriber to TechSags.com, what are you waiting for? TechSags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or inside on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TechSags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TechSags.com. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I've never felt more alive. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will feel more alive. You either possess functioning respiratory and circulatory systems, or you do not, or you are a zombie. If you are indeed a brain-starved zombie and you would like to save money on car insurance, the GEICO legal team applauds your excellent life choices, even in your shambling afterlife. But we strongly encourage you to visit GEICO.com or download the GEICO app. Please stay a minimum of 500 feet away from our large and presumably delicious, delicious brains. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. I'm Grant Langston, the new CEO of eHarmony. If you're online dating and looking for love, you're probably tired of the lazy text messages, dead-end conversations, and matches that never turn into dates. If that's you, it's time to try eHarmony. Dating apps of one kind or another have been around a long time, but at the end of the day, they're just virtual bars where no one ever buys you a drink. EHarmony's different. We're built to help you have a better relationship, and we do that with 17 years of research and experience. EHarmony's gotten really good at bringing compatible people together, people that want the same things you do and are ready for a real relationship. Hey, it can be fun to play around with online dating apps, but when you're ready to fall in love with someone and have a meaningful relationship, there's one app that's built to bring you real love, EHarmony. Go to eHarmony.com today and get a month free when you buy a three-month plan. Use code DATE. eHarmony.com. Use code DATE. It is the final segment of the show and the final segment of the season on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach back with you. And let's run down chronologically the bowl games, the times. We're not going to do spreads right now because it's so early before these games. A lot of the spreads are are not even out full-fledged right now. So we're just going to pick these games straight up real quick. We'll fly through them very fast here. And chronologically speaking, the very first bowl game involving an SEC team is Missouri versus Texas in the Texas Bowl. It's Wednesday, December the 27th, a couple Wednesdays from now at 8 o'clock Central Time. It's at NRG Stadium in Houston. I'm going Missouri here. I'm going Missouri because Texas clearly isn't that interested. They've got a lot of guys who are leaving early for the NFL. Some of those won't get drafted. A couple of them definitely will, like Connor Williams and and, uh, Malik Jefferson. And those guys who've declared early aren't playing in this bowl game. Their last game at Texas has already been played. This game doesn't matter to them. And Missouri, it matters to them. (laughs) It matters to Missouri that they found a way to backdoor their way into a bowl game with a six-game winning streak after starting one and six uh, in in the first seven games. Or a five-game winning streak after starting one and six. It matters to them that they were so hot to conclude the season Missouri is playing good football right now. Now, the break sometimes can squash that, squash your momentum, but Missouri's going into Houston with a ton of momentum. Oh, yeah, and they've got Drew Locke and Jamon Moore, the receivers, coming back home to Houston. I'm picking Missouri in the game. The second game involving an SEC team is actually A&M's game, Texas A&M versus Wake Forest in the Belk Bowl. That's Friday, December the 29th at noon Central Time, Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. I'm picking A&M. This is like an interview, right? This is the, the page will turn on the Sumlin era. We'll flip over to the Jimbo Fisher era in earnest in terms of the personnel on this team immediately following this game. Jimbo's not coaching in the game. Jeff Banks is, and I think there will be a rejuvenated energy in the locker room with Banks. Everything starts at the top, trickles down, and Banks has a ton of energy. 
And we don't know if Banks is going to stay at Texas A&M yet or if he's looking for another job. He's certainly going to have a lot of interest, as Lucci alluded to a little bit earlier. But the players, you know, while, while Wake Forest has got the coaching staff continuity and everything going for them under Dave Clawson, they're not going anywhere and they've been around for a while. And they've got a quarterback that can get you, give you a little bit of fits. And Walford, as we discussed with Jimmy earlier, is A&M's players – that are coming back have a lot to play for. This is an interview for them. This is an interview for Nick Starkle. I believe they're going to go out and play well and play loose and free and enjoy themselves. I'm looking forward to Armani Watts and Christian Kirk playing in their last game and some other guys. A&M wins this game. I think it'll be close, but I think the Aggies will win it by single digits. Kentucky versus number 21 Northwestern in the Music City Bowl Friday, December the 29th, 3.30 Central Time at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. And I'm going against the SEC here in Northwestern. Northwestern's playing good defense. I like what they've got going. Kentucky can can move the football. I think they've got issues on the defensive side of the ball. But they can run it. And they've got some talent on the outside, too. But I think Northwestern beats them in a tight one in, in the Music City Bowl. Number 23, Mississippi State versus Louisville in the Tax Slayer Bowl or Gator. That's Saturday, December the 30th at 11 o'clock Central. Everbank Field in Jacksonville. I'm going Louisville because they've got the best player on the field. And Nick Fitzgerald's hurt. And Dan Mullen's not there anymore to call the plays. And Todd Grantham is at Florida. And I just do not see Mississippi State hanging with Lamar Jackson. I do not believe Louisville's a great team. They've got some good talent. but And I've said this before, I don't like Bobby Petrino Saturday to Friday, but on I mean Sunday to Friday, but on Saturday he might be as good of a coach as there is in college football. And this game happens to be played on a Saturday. But the point is, on game day, you want Bobby Petrino because he's a great play caller. And if Dan Mullen were there at Mississippi State and if Nick Fitzgerald were still there, I'd probably feel a little bit differently here. It would at least be a thought, but it's not a thought. Louisville's going to win the game. South Carolina versus Michigan in the Outback Bowl Monday, January the 1st at 11 o'clock. That is New Year's Day, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Give me Michigan all the way on this. It's just about their defense. What can Jake Bentley, and this is going to be a fun matchup, what can Jake Bentley in the offense, Debo Samuel's not there, he's injured, uh, Rico Dowdle's hurt. They're, they've got some injuries offensively, and what can they do in the teeth of an elite Michigan defense? Now, the Wolverines have issues offensively. I think South Carolina is an improved defense. You knew it would be second year under Muschamp, t Rob. Travaris Robinson calling the shots over there. They got a good defensive staff and some young talent on the defensive side of the football against an offense that can't really move it. I believe you're looking at a game in the teens, but Michigan wins the game, probably something like 17 to 10, something like that. Number seven, Auburn against number 12, UCF. Scott Frost, his entire staff is going with him from Central Florida to Nebraska, but his entire staff, they're going to put a close sign on Nebraska Memorial Stadium. Hey, we'll be back in a few days because on January the 1st, Saturday, 1130, we're all going to Atlanta, the entire staff, to coach UCF one more time against Auburn. Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, it won't matter. Auburn with on Johnson getting back healthy and what Jarrett Stidham's doing against a team that knows this entire coaching staff is leaving after this. It's the Josh Heupel era. How, how motivated are they there? That will be fun because Mackenzie Milton's a heck of a quarterback at UCF, and it's their last soiree together with Scott Frost. But it won't matter. Auburn's going to win this game going away. Number 17, LSU versus number 14, Notre Dame in the Citrus Bowl. Second straight year the Tigers have been in Orlando for the Citrus Bowl. That's Saturday, January 1st at high noon central time, 1 o'clock local time in Orlando. Camping World Stadium in Orlando. LSU wins on speed. I'm excited about watching Notre Dame their run game with Josh Adams now back healthy and that great offensive front against the speed of Dave Aranda's LSU defense. But ultimately, I think that gets it done. I do like Notre Dame's offense way more than I like LSU's offense. Darius Geis will be playing in his last game. We'll see how healthy Arden Key is and if he plays in that game. But ultimately, I think LSU's just too talented. Now, a couple years back, John Chavis was last year's D.C. for LSU. They lost to Notre Dame in the uh, Music City Bowl. I don't think that's going to happen this time. I think LSU wins the game. Now we go to the college football playoff semifinals. Number two, Georgia against number – no, number three, Georgia, rather, against number two, Oklahoma, in the Rose Bowl. That's also Saturday, January 1st. How about that? Just a loaded New Year's Day. Four o'clock Central Time, 
Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Georgia wins the game. It's Georgia's great defense, top 15 against the run, I think 11th against the run. They are number two against the pass, and the Heisman Trophy winner, hands down best player in college football, but now meeting his maker, Baker meeting his maker against the best defense he's faced all year, hands down exponentially. End of story. Did you know, and our thanks to Olin Buchanan for looking this up, the Big 12 pass defenses, every last team in the league, all 10 teams rank 75th or worse in pass defense. Now, most of that's because they have explosive offenses. The other part of it is they have bad defenses in that league, even TCU. TCU ranks 75th in pass defense. Now, part of that's they had to face Baker twice. I get it. But Baker did it against bad, bad defenses. He's also really, really good. But now he's facing Georgia, and I like Georgia's ability to run the ball against a porous Oklahoma defense. Georgia's good offensively and defensively. Oklahoma, a little bit better the last few games defensively, really, really good offensively. But I like the balance of the dogs, so give me Georgia in the Rose Bowl to get to the college football playoff final where Jake Fromm will be one, one win away from being the second freshman ever, true freshman, should say, second ever true freshman quarterback ever to win a national championship, if he's able to do it. He would join Jamel Holloway of Oklahoma under Barry Switzer on that elite list. College football playoff semifinal, number four, Alabama against number one, Clemson in the Sugar Bowl. That's also Saturday, New Year's Day, January 1st, 745 Central. Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana it's going to be Clemson I believe I believe it's going to be Clemson with that defensive front what Brett Venable is able to do there against Jalen Hurts who as good as he is and as great a leader as good a quarterback as he is he still has issues throwing the ball and he'll have to win with his arm and I'm not sure in a game like this that he's able to do that as much as I am Kelly Bryant able to do it for Clemson and their run game and they've got talent on the outside too I think they got more talent at receiver I like their run game a lot, not not as much as Alabama's, I get it, but I like Kelly Bryant's ability to make plays with his arm, make plays down the field. Against Alabama's defense, that is elite, it's very good. It's probably not what it has been the last couple of years when Al- when Clemson's faced them and they're one and one against them. Kelly Bryant gets it done, and they get to the championship game where I'm picking Clemson over Georgia. And how about Dabo? In the, in the season after losing his transcendent player, and it's so hard to lose transcendent players, and Deshaun Watson's probably going to go down as the greatest Clemson Tiger ever, and the year after you lose him, you win the national championship, that tells you the greatness of Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney and Clemson are going to win the national championship for a second straight year, and they're going to beat Alabama on the road to it for a second straight year and then validate that by beating Georgia, going 2-0 and against the SEC in the college football playoffs. And that will do it for the 2017 fall edition of the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report. Big thanks to Olin Buchanan, Jimmy Wright, Billy Lucci. Big thanks to Ronnie Woodard and Dalton Hughes, our producers, for helping us out here off the mic and helping us out, making sure this game, this show gets off the ground and to you every single week. Thanks to John Rawl, the executive producer from the CRM Sports Network, and everybody for making this show possible. We'll be back next fall. You've been listening to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. I'm Gabe Bond.